This is The Mudroom, on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson, parenting effectiveness coach and child behavior strategist. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers and preschoolers more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, all. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free and live Uncommon Sense Parenting class. How is everybody doing this evening? We're finally getting around to this. I apologize for missing last week. I was at my mother's house hanging out with my boys and you know she lives pretty rurally, not as rurally as I do, but she seems to get a lot more power outages than I do in the summer. So like an hour before we were supposed to do the mudroom, everything went out, which meant I had no Wi-Fi and they don't have very good cell signal out there. So we were just completely screwed. So I'm glad that we're finally getting around to this. How is everybody doing? I'll let you know, I'm feeling a little bit frazzled because we were having a bit of an intense discussion over in the parenting posse and I got very much focused on that (laughs) and the information I needed to share about that topic. For those of you who are new, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm Alana Robinson and I'm a parenting effectiveness coach. I work with parents of toddlers and preschoolers, helping them understand why their children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or using timeouts. So I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I also host my free peer support Facebook group, The Parenting Posse, that I was just talking about. And finally, I host the Parentability Program, where I help you figure out where your child is thriving, what skills they need some support in, and we create a plan to develop them. So one of the most frequent questions that I get from parents is, why is my child lying to me? Right? They know they're not what they're not supposed to do, and they know that they're not supposed to do whatever it is that they did. They also know that I know that they did it. So why lie? Right? Like, am I raising a dishonest little shit? Now, remember, we're talking about toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners here. Children, like, six-ish and under. So that is a very big worry to have about a very young child. Hey, Kristen! Okay, so let's review some of the things that we know about children under the age of six. One, they're egocentric. They have a very real difficulty taking on the perspective of others. Two, they are very red brain heavy, meaning that their limbic system is much more developed than their neocortex, which means that they have difficulty when it comes to not being emotional and irrational. And their executive functioning skills are still relatively new. Remember, things like impulse control and planning and prioritizing and working memory, as well as all the other mental tools that we use to keep ourselves functioning, they only started to develop at age two. They don't finish developing until age 28. So in the grand scheme of things, especially if you haven't been actively supporting their development, these are brand new skills. So taking all of those things into account, why do you think that they're lying? Because for some reason, they were in a low energy state. They were stressed. And when you're stressed, when you have less gas in your metaphorical tank than whatever it is that you need to do requires of you, 
you lose access to those mental tools. Your brain essentially goes, nope, doing that is going to take more energy than I have to give right now. So we're just not gonna do it. That being control their impulses, control their emotions, remember what they need to do, act in accordance to their priorities, think of alternatives, organize their thoughts, all of those lovely skills that make good behavior possible. So when your child fails to do something that they know they ought not to do, that is why the skills that they needed to not do the thing that was requiring more energy than they had to use it in that moment. Does that make sense? I'm not sure that sentence made sense. <laughs> the skills they needed to do the thing, whatever that thing was, was requiring more energy than they had to use that skill in the moment. There we go, that's what I was trying to say. And that is a solvable problem. That is what I teach you in parentability, to identify those weaker skills and to build them up so that they don't take so much effort to use. But back to line. So now we know why they did it, even though that they know that they shouldn't. But why lie to you about it? For the exact same reason. <laughs> you are entrapping them. You know what they did was wrong. And they know that you know that they are the ones that did it. So when you ask them, did you do this? You are asking them to self-incriminate. There is a reason that most courts in the world have a protection against self-incrimination. In the United States, it's called pleading the fifth. In Canada, section 13 of our Charter of Rights and Freedoms is the exact same thing. A very quick Google search didn't enlighten me as to what exact laws do it outside of North America, but I am absolutely sure that they exist. It is human nature to protect yourself. Your amygdala isn't going to let you incriminate yourself. Remember, your amygdala is like the security system of your brain. It's what detects danger and does everything in its power to help us avoid that danger. So when you entrap your child and ask them a question that you clearly already know the answer to, of course they're going to lie. They're going to try and keep themselves safe in the most efficient way possible. And yes, <laughs> that is why society places such a high moral value on honesty, because it's not natural. Being honest when you're entrapped demonstrates a certain maturity of your executive skills because you're able to override that natural impulse to protect yourself. So the unspoken value to being honest is that you're mature. But that is not a reasonable expectation to put on a young child. <laughs> because as I said before, their skills are brand spanking new. They aren't mature. They're three, four, five, six years old. They take a lot of energy for them to use, no matter what. When young children lie, you need to treat it like a wish. Because that's what it is. They wish that they'd had the energy to do what it is that they're lying to you about. <laughs> you wish that you didn't break the vase. You wish you hadn't bitten your sister. You wish you didn't eat all of the cookies out of the cookie jar. You wish that you didn't pee your pants, don't you? And when you phrase it like that, as a wish, you do two things. The first is that you turn their internal danger alarm off. 
because you're not entrapping them anymore. You're not asking them to self-incriminate. You're communicating that you already know that they're to blame and that they didn't have the ability to use the skills that they needed to use in that moment. You open that empathy door that will get them talking and allow you to figure out what it is that got in their way. To narrow down what skill it was that they needed to use that they weren't able to use. And usually kids are pretty forthcoming. They'll tell you, you know, you really wish you hadn't hit your brother, huh? Yeah, but he was too close to me. Okay, so flexible thinking, right? You didn't know what else to do to get your personal space back. I promise you, your young child giving you a knee-jerk answer to a threatening question is not an indication of their moral compass. It's just not. However, if you continue to rake them over the coals without solving the problem that is causing the behavior, you can wrap that moral compass and you can create a cycle of manipulation and distrust. Problem solving and skill building are the keys to the kingdom. And as I said, if you have no idea where to start with that and you'd like my help, you have three options. One, you can download my free scripts for crazy making behavior. The script pact is like a toe dip into uncommon sense parenting and it gives you a bunch of really quick wins. So I highly recommend it. Two, you can attend my free misbehavior proof class. So I run this class live occasionally, but in between we have an automated class set up so that you can pick a time that works for you and just take it at your leisure. Or three, you can join Parentability. This gives you constant access to me, either via our group calls or in our exclusive group to ask questions, get feedback, talk through difficult scenarios, as well as access all of my premium resources to help you better understand what is draining your child's energy, which of their skills are weak, and explicit instruction on how to build up those specific skills. Hey, Madeline. Madeline says, all of this makes sense. This explanation helps me to separate out that my three-year-old appears to have some solid morals in some situations, but not when it comes to lying. Totally, right? Three-year-olds, they have morals, but it doesn't matter what their moral compass is. If they're in danger, they're in danger, and they're going to do whatever it is that they need to do to not be in danger anymore. Yes, exactly. It just appears that way. You're right. Yay. I'm glad it makes sense, Madeline. Aaron says, at what age does lying become a deliberate act? The general rule that I've always gone by and that most of the other professionals in the early childhood space that I work with go by is eight. So eight and under lies or wishes. Nine and up we're starting to, we would hope, have the ability to start to override that natural instinct to protect yourself. And again, they're still going to have that instinct, but they should also have the skills, at least their skills should be strong enough that they're able to keep themselves out of those situations to begin with. Does that make sense? I think I just talked myself in a circle, but if I didn't, let me know. (laughs) Yeah, so nine, nine-ish. Nine is what many theorists and now scientists agree upon as being like, there's a big neurological change at nine. That's not my area of expertise, so I'm not exactly sure what that change is because I focus obviously on six and under. But I do know that at nine, there's some kind of neurological shift 
um, some kind of developmental leap that happens that generally helps to be, uh, they seem to be able to premeditate their actions a little bit better is the best way I can explain it. <laughs> Phew, we have lots of time before then. Thank you. This all makes so much sense. Awesome. I'm so glad I could help. I'm glad that this makes sense. I hope that it was helpful. I know it's something that a lot of parents worry about and it causes a panic response in us because we're trying so hard to raise good people that when it seems that they're casually lying to us, it really makes us feel like we're failing. And obviously that puts us into a state of emotion and makes us really irrational too. So when you know why it's happening, it's a lot, or, a lot, or, a lot easier to stay in that balanced state, keep thinking critically and not take it as an affront to your parenting abilities, but just as a developmental stage that they kind of need to get through. Um, Heather says, what's a good way to transition from acknowledging the wish and addressing the natural logical consequences? So, you know, that's, as I said, you wish you hadn't hit your brother, don't you? And usually they'll be like, as I said, yeah, but he was too close to me. Okay, well, that's your indication that there was some flexible thinking, maybe a little bit of self-monitoring deficit. So that's something that you're going to work on at a neutral time. But then the easy way to roll it over into an LCP is with that declarative statement, right? You hit him when he got too close to you. How can we get away from somebody who was too close to us? And then you're just going to go down the whole five steps there. Again, we're just teaching them what to do with that logical consequence process. So it's usually a pretty easy extension. Okay. Well, then that's it for me this evening. I hope that that helped you have a better idea of why your kids are lying, what to do about it. I will see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us on social. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.